What's up, everyone? Thanks for hanging with us here on the Osmo YouTube channel or Twitter, wherever you're finding us. This right here, it is the Yahoo NFL Thursday Night Live show. I am Adam Kaufman, pleased, as always, at this time of the week to be joined by the one, the only, Greg Ehrenberg. How are you, man? Yeah, good. And I'm very excited about this because we have new for uh, for this week for Yahoo single game slates. We now have the sim results. If you go to awesomeo.com and if you click on the NFL subheader, then you go to the top stacks, then you go to the single game showdown. We've always had simulate simulation results for DraftKings and FanDuel, and now we've added Yahoo to the mix. So you go over there, you can see based on our sim, uh, our sim results, who are the players most likely to be the top scoring over on Yahoo and what percentage, then also who's most likely to land in the optimal utility spot. So a good way to help build lineups. And if you're playing multiple lineups on single game slates, it's something that I use that really helps me set exposure to players. Obviously, we can go over some of those numbers as we go on over the next 25 minutes or so. Uh, in the spirit of football, Thursday night kicking off week nine, Greg, it's, it's all about giving the people what they want, obviously. Of course, I don't know if what they want is a showdown between the New York Giants and Indianapolis Colts to begin this week. Some of the uh, star power, it's a little, uh, little, little weighted down, you might say. We'll go position by position, all that good stuff. But first, before everything else, wanted to tell you about our good friends at Yahoo who are kind enough to make this show possible. Obviously, we at Osmo, we have partnered with Yahoo NFL Fantasy for this NFL season to bring you some great offers. You can check out our exclusive Limited time offer gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, simple as that, and then you sign in for an account via the link below, deposit, and play. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We'll reach out to you via email with your coupon, and if you need immediate access, that's fine. Email support at Osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 below, which can be used to enter any yahoo nfl contest including tonight's one hundred thousand dollar thursday night baller make sure you use the dfs projections some of the tools all of it designed specifically for yahoo and of course gives you your best shot at winning big so what do you think about this game greg what are we going to get uh you know i think this is where we settle once and for all is mike white the greatest quarterback in nfl history <laughs> the you know the, the early returns are pretty positive he's made one career nfl start he threw for over 400 yards. He was the top overall passer last week's game. So, hey, first start for Mike White in his career. Pulls off an upset win over the Bengals. Ruined a lot of people's parlays. Finished with 405 passing yards, three touchdowns. You know, things are looking good for Mike White. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, less successful this time around. How dare you? Mike White, just absolutely phenomenal last week. So look at some of those numbers. 37 of 45 for Mike White, 405 passing yards, three touchdowns in what Greg said was his NFL starting debut. He had, of course, appeared uh, the week prior against New England when uh, Zach Wilson went down. He remains out, obviously, with that knee injury. Tevin Coleman is also out hamstring. Corey Davis doubtful with a hip as we talk right now. Uh, more on White, though. First player in NFL history to top 300 yards with completion percentage of at least 75% in his starting debut as well. The accolades go on and on for this man. It's really it's a, it's a bigger question. Who is the better NFL quarterback all time now? Is it Mike White? Is it Cooper Rush? It's got to come down to one of these two guys. I mean, it's clearly Mike White over Cooper Rush, but then, I mean, you start to talk, you know, maybe Steve Young, Joe Namath, <laughs> like those are the people that were really comparing uh, uh, sure. Mike Mike White to. And listen, I mean, we have to give him some credit here from 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 two standpoints. First of all, he was, he played, as much as he was made fun of, he played really well 
mm-hmm. in his first game of the year, and he should get some credit for that. And then number two, I think he's a pretty good DFS play for for this uh, for single Crazy. for a single game slate. Well, let's get into it then. Obviously, uh, you know, it depends on the format, the the platform that you're playing, but specific here to Yahoo, you got White projected for just shy of 15 points. He's not expensive. He's $25. That compared to Carson Wentz on the other side, who is the projected high score just south of 20 points, 19.6. He's marginally more expensive at $27. Looking at optimal lineups and and just, you know, running fantasy cruncher for X number of, of crunches, obviously. I mean, it, it's no surprise Carson Wentz is going to be the more popular play. He's going to be the guy that appears, you know, more heavily rostered. He is going to be in the superstar spot more frequently than Mike White. All of this goes without saying. What doesn't maybe is where do we stack up White against Carson Wentz? You know, is there a scenario in your mind where obviously the Jets aren't favored in this game, not by a not by a stretch. We get the Colts favored by 10, but can Mike White end up having the better night? Uh, I think it's possible now. How how frequently does it happen? Now that I said we have these we have these sim results, we can look to over on on awesome.com and compare the two, and we could actually say how often does Mike White outscore Carson Wentz? And we have Carson Wentz being the top overall scoring player in this game, twenty eight point four percent of the time. Mike White seven point two percent. So at least on the high end, it's probably like four to one that we're looking at Carson Wentz to be the highest scoring uh, player in this game over Mike White. But one thing that does look really favorable about Mike White is at a $25 price point, he's fairly likely to land the optimal lineup in the utility spot. So we have him with a 57.5% chance to go to the top two to five scorers on the slate. And he's not that hard to fit into lineups. Not only is he $25, which is fairly cheap for a quarterback, it is, you know, typically we see quarterbacks priced $30 or uh, $30 higher in, in, in these single game slates. And Carson Wentz also kind of modest price tag at $27. But it's it's not that hard to fit Mike White and Carson Wentz both into lineups, considering where they're priced at. And I think that's a pretty high priority is to make lineups that Jonathan Taylor will talk about in a little bit, Carson Wentz, Mike White, and then just fill in value around them. Yeah, I mean, to your point, we'll get to the running backs, but most of the conversation is going to be about the RBs, most of the interest from people and the top plays, all of it. It's going to come down to Jonathan Taylor and Michael Carter, one of those guys probably in the superstar spot for a lot of lineups or, you know, at the very least, I imagine the vast majority of people are going to roster both of these guys. Both these would have become bell cow backs in what began as really a, a share situation for both of these guys earlier on in the year. And in the case of Taylor last year as well, Carter obviously being a rookie, that being said, when it comes to single game, when it comes to showdown, when you're talking about two guys like we have, lower priced as well, how compelled are you to want to roster both of them? And it doesn't mean you're going to fade one of the RBs. You're going to have to obviously ignore another spot, probably a receiver. But, you know, do, do you want to get Mike White in there, given that Jets could be playing from behind and, and he's going to have to pass virtually all game long? Yeah, and I think one thing that is kind of interesting about this game is at least if you go to sports books to look at the props, Mike White does have a higher over-under for passing yards than than Carson Wentz does. And I think there is something to be said that it makes sense to build some lineups where, hey, the Colts get out big in this game. Maybe we want to play Jonathan Taylor in the superstar spot. And then maybe some of those lineups don't have Carson Wentz in them, but they do have Mike White as a as a flex play because there is a certain realistic scenario where this is a game with a 10 and a half point spread. It's not out of the, I think the spread is a little wide personally, but it's still not out of the realm of possibility that the Colts go up by two, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They're just running the ball out with Jonathan Taylor and the Jets are trying to throw the get to get back into it. 
And like we saw last week, the Jets don't have an issue with letting Mike White throw the ball a bunch of times. 45 mm-hmm. pass attempts last week. His his first game that he entered for the Jets, which was as the backup for Zach Wilson, when he got injured. He threw the ball 32 times in that game. So, you know, I think it's reasonable to think that we see 35 plus pass attempts for Mike White in this game. So even if he isn't effective just based on volume, I think he's uh, I think he's a pretty strong play. NFL record for most completions in a first start as well with those 37 that we talked about earlier. So let's go to the RBs. Let's talk about him because, like I said, a lot of the focus is going to be on these guys. Taylor, he is the uh, the the primary option for people, and and you got to pay as much for him. Obviously, he's projected for about 18 points. He's 34 dollars. He's the most expensive guy available to you in this game. You could also, if you wanted to, I'm not quite sure you would. Naheem Hines, you could pay down about six projected points, 16 dollars. Obviously, on the other side for the visiting jets you've got michael carter 14 points he's 19 dollars. i'm honestly surprised he's sub 20 uh ty johnson again a pay down guy 10 dollars projected for about six points but you know as, as much as people might want to look at at some of those backup rbs i think really it does come down to taylor and carter obviously are are most of your lineups are are most of people's lineups out there in terms of projected ownership rostership going to have both of these guys in their lineups with one in that superstar spot. Um, I don't know about that necessarily. Um, it, I think I think about half the lineups or so are probably going to have. I, well, I don't know that Michael Carter is going to be super popular in the superstar spot. I actually think he's a good contrarian option for mm-hmm. for that spot. I think a lot of people are going to play either Jonathan Taylor or Carson Wentz in the one point five x spot. I think that in terms of just overall value, Michael Carter, only $15, one of the top value plays on the slate. If you're paying up for somebody, Jonathan Taylor is kind of a no-brainer. He's $34. He's on a price range of his own. If people have the salary to spend up for, they're going to do it. So I do think he's going to be the individually most popular play on this slate. And it's a really favorable game script for him. Some of the same reasons that we just talked about liking Mike White with the Jets being 10.5-point underdogs in this game. It's the same reason there that we're going to like Jonathan Taylor. He's he's among the league leaders in red zone touches this year, and the Colts are probably going to be running the ball a lot in the second half. So uh, I think the Jonathan Taylor and and Michael Carter are both really strong plays, but for different reasons. Carter, just because I think he's the best overall points per dollar play at only $15 on Yahoo, and then by default, Jonathan Taylor, the top payup option because he's the, the only payup option. Let's talk about both these guys a little bit more. Taylor first, you know, 100 plus yards from scrimmage and a touchdown five straight games. That is the longest streak in the NFL for, uh, you know, both categories. And and I don't mean all time. I mean, active, obviously, in, in the young year. Taylor, he's in the top 10 at the moment in the NFL and carries red zone touches, as you acknowledged, uh, second in yards created per touch. Do we expect these streaks to continue? I mean, neither team, Greg, has a particularly good defense here. Um, so I mean, you mean the, the hundred yard rushing streak, hundred yard rushing or, or not necessarily rushing, but hundred yards from scrimmage. So hundred total okay. yards and, and the touchdown as well. Uh, yeah. So I think if you look at our projection for Jonathan Taylor, the individual stats, it's right around where you have him project. I think we have him project for like 75 rushing yards and 28 receiving yards or something like that. So the reason that I do think it makes sense for Jonathan Taylor to go over a hundred total scrimmage yards is because if they're up. He's going to be getting a ton of volume in the, in the running game. That is the most likely scenario. But even if they're down, he's been fairly involved in the passing game as of late as well. And the last time we saw the Colts play a primetime game, he caught, what was it, a 68-yard touchdown pass or something like that. So it's it's you know not crazy to think that he's able to pick up big yardage through the air either. So Jonathan Taylor, we've seen him. Which game was that? That was, oh, that was the game against Baltimore where they ended up losing in overtime. 
Yeah, he, he was targeted four times, finished with 116 receiving yards in a touchdown that game last week. In a, in a game against the Titans, he was targeted four times, caught three of them for 52 yards. So just because he's able to get it done in, a, in multiple ways, he's going to be involved no matter what the game script is. I think that it's probably more likely than not that Taylor gets over 100 total yards. All right, let's look at Carter then on the other side. He's interesting. You know, another guy that obviously can get it done in the air and on the ground as well. Last game, I know it was one game. It was against the Bengals. He absolutely went off, had 175 total yards, and it was the third most by a Jets rookie since 1970 or something like that, rookie running back. Uh, he went 15 for 77 on the ground with a score, 9 for 95 in the air, which is a huge number, obviously. And, in, in, you know, people, obviously, Yahoo, it's half-point PPR. But even still, it's a big, big number. And uh, But it wasn't just last week. You know, his usage is rising by the week, especially over these last few. You go back uh, over the last two weeks total at 17 for 162 receiving uh, the touchdown uh, the last couple of games, uh, 24 or 26 for 114 rushing. These are just, it, these are, these are larger numbers for a guy who's clearly coming into his own, you know, Carter's numbers, Taylor's numbers, they're not, but even still, is it something of an anomaly these last couple of weeks, or is this what he has become and you need to kind of keep running with it? He was clearly a safety blanket for white last week. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing that is really encouraging is we could point to a massive change in his passing game workload since Mike White took over at quarterback. It was not there for him earlier in the season. He did not have more than three targets in any game until two weeks ago against the Patriots. Zach Wilson comes out, Zach Taylor, uh, 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 Mike White comes in, and then we see nine nine targets for, for Carter in the passing game. The week after, 14 targets, like you were saying. So I don't know what it's going to look like when Zach Wilson ultimately takes over a quarterback, but for now, it looks like he is a very, a, a very prominent option to passing in for Mike White. So I think as long as White is the quarterback, which he is going to be today, it's something we, ha we have to like Michael Carter with his volume. We've got about 10 minutes left here in this show. Get your questions in if you're watching on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever you're finding us, obviously. We'll go to uh, wide receivers next. First one to tell you our Osmo plus NFL Express Weekly Pass. I'll tell you about it all the time here. It's not even 4 bucks a week, folks. $3.95 a week is the best way to introduce yourself to Osmo plus NFL. Included, of course, access to our NFL DFS player and ownership, in this case, rostership rankings, uh, expert Slack channel. You want to talk to guys like Greg, get some advice. Everything we have to offer for showdown, for single game slates. Uh, new this year to the package is our season-long fantasy football coverage. Includes our strength of schedule tool. Handy if you got a Yahoo season-long league, as many of us do. Trade value tool as well. Fantasy streaming helper. And obviously, Greg was talking earlier about uh, some of the new tools that have just been added in terms of projections as well that you want to dive into based on simulations. Also included this year, a little bit new projected ownership, optimal lineup probabilities for tiers contests on DraftKings. So you want to try it out. Osmo Plus NFL, our most expansive, and uh, you know it's, it's clearly the place you want to be in terms of our Express Weekly Pass uh, compared to anything we've ever had. Not even four bucks a week. Like I said, three ninety five. Try it out. I will guarantee you personally, Greg. I will guarantee you not that you'll win a million dollars, but that you will win in uh. excess of the four dollars that uh, it will cost you per week to try it out. Just play a couple cash games with your buddies and you'll get that done. Yeah. I, could, could you guarantee me the million dollars though? I, would, uh, I, I wish, I, nice. I, wish I, I had that kind of power. I mean, selfishly, I'd start with guaranteeing myself the million dollars and then, you know, trickle down to guys like you and our producer, Tyler. All right. I mean, I would settle for $900,000. <laughs> I would sell. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's it, after it could, taxes. It's not anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. It's negotiable, but the other way that you could uh, 
The other way that you can make some money is you get a you roster Michael Carter on Yahoo and you there hope you that go. he gets a gazillion targets again. Yeah, I'm putting him right in that superstar spot. We'll talk about that later. Let's go wide receivers. Jamison Crowder, not someone that we've talked a lot about this year between you know his slow start. He was unavailable there for uh, a few weeks, and then obviously he's well, he plays for the Jets is really what it comes down to, Greg. So he is uh, projected for about 10 points. It's $15. Denzel Mims, if you wanted a little bit of depth there, six points, $10. On the other side, Michael Pittman, he's going to be very popular, projected for about 14 points, $19 coming off a two-touchdown game. He he was a monster last time out, uh, went 10 of 15, 86 yards, a couple of scores. Uh, he's really had four pretty big fantasy games this year. He's He's been a, a solid, reliable guy. And, of course, Zach Pascal projected for about nine points. He's $13. So Pittman, I'm sure, stands out to you. Does anybody else? So Pittman's the clear top option here, and a lot of it's because there just isn't that much opportunity cost associated with him. If he was expensive in the same range as – you know, Carson Wentz or Jonathan Taylor, somewhere in between them, then I think we'd have to say like, hey, what's the risk of the game script here? What happens if the Colts get up by by 20 points or something like that in the fourth quarter and they just don't have to throw to Michael Pittman? But it's only $19 on Yahoo. So it's just not that difficult of a decision to make, in my opinion. I think that we're going to be playing Michael Pittman in this spot. He's one of the best points per dollar projections of anybody over on Yahoo today. So $19 for Michael Pittman. I think that's kind of a no-brainer. He's the he's the top overall uh, pass-catching play by a pretty wide margin. We do have him projected with a 13.8% chance to be the top-scoring player in this game. And the next highest wide receiver is Jameson Crowder at 2.9%. So if you need a roster or a pass-catcher, a lot of the field is going to be doing it, but Pittman's the pretty obvious choice. Is there anybody else, though, beyond Pittman? Because I'm sure a lot of people are going to have Pittman, so obviously like you're playing a cash game, you have to have him, but... If you're thinking about larger GPPs, you know, chasing that big, big cash that we've been talking about, what's the strategy? You know, uh, is, is it fade Pittman, hope for the best? Is it play Pittman, but then you've got another guy or two at the bottom of your lineup that, you know, are, are going to be really low owned and you're, you're hoping for a breakout performance? Who are you leaning on here? Yeah, so uh, beyond Pittman, I think Jamison Crowder makes the most sense from the Jets side of the game, especially in garbage time. I think Jamis, Jamison Crowder could crush in garbage time tonight should the, get, should the Jets get down by a lot in the fourth quarter. But beyond that, then, you're starting to look at, at, at a bunch of Jets wide receivers who have a chance to land in the optimal lineup, but not very high. So we do have Jamison Crowder, about a 30% chance to be optimal today. But then you get to the other Jets receivers – Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore. These are all guys that we have with a less than 10% chance of being optimal. So they're okay as flyer plays, but they're not guys that would be prioritizing. The one Jets receiver that I think we could make it at somewhat of a point to make sure we get exposure to is Crowder. Everybody else though is somebody I only start to consider if you're playing, you know, in excess of 10 lineups or so. Let's make the move to the tight end position here. About five minutes left. If anybody has any questions, give us a like. Hit the subscribe button as well on the Osmo YouTube page. We thank you for that. You want to be notified when all of our great shows go live. There are so many shows every single day, and I'm talking seven days a week. All sports, formats, different platforms. It's uh, amazing the amount of stuff that we throw at you. So you want to be notified when these shows go live. Not unlike this one, obviously, when we're talking Yahoo Thursday nights. So uh, tight ends. I mean, this is kind of a wasteland. If we're being honest here, Greg, you got Tyler Croft. He's, you know, what, $10 projected for three points. Mo Alley Cox, about five points, $12. Jack Doyle, $4 uh, or four points, $10. I mean, there's just, there's not much here. Is it, is it a full on fade the tight end position? 
For the most part, yes. It's And also, I'm going to look at some of these guys. Mo Ellie Cox, we have with an 8% chance land the opt lineup. Jack Doyle, 5% chance. Tyler Croft, uh, 1% chance. These are very low probability plays, and they're very dependent on touchdowns. You know, we've seen Mo Ali Cox score, you know, a six yard touchdown in the red zone. We've seen Jack Doyle score uh, was like a two yard touchdown last week. And so it's it's possible. It's just not very likely. And I'd rather roster guys that are getting actual volume than some of these just touchdown dependent cheap plays. And the other thing to consider, too, is if this game is somewhat high scoring, there's a chance one of these guys score and it's still not enough to land in the optimal lineup because if the guy scores a touchdown, good chance it's his entire production for the game. You might have somebody who has 10 catches for 10 yards and a touchdown. If there's some other cheap play, a la, you know, Michael, um, a Michael Carter, we talked before, Michael Carter is only $15. If he has a decent game, he's probably knocking one of those cheap plays off the optimal lineup. So these guys also no more than flyers for me and not really somebody I think you should seriously be considering putting into a Yahoo lineup. On the indie side in particular, you know, just breaking down some of the numbers and, you know, a lot of our, uh, our, our colleagues here at Osmo do a great job at putting articles out and uh, EMAC, uh, EMAC 2024, putting uh, his yep. preview out for tonight. Uh, you could look at, I mean, Doyle obviously is getting many more, you know, considerably more snaps than Mo Alley Cox, but when it comes to target share, it's not even remotely close. Like Doyle's basically just out there. He's like a fullback. He's out there blocking. You know, Mo Alley Cox is the one getting the target share. So if you had to go one way, you thinking Mo Alley Cox there? Yeah, I mean, I guess we do have a more likely land the optimal lineup. There's probably a little more touchdown equity there. My, my preference is really not to play either of them, to sure. be honest. But, you know, Mo Alley Cox, he's like, what, he's eight feet tall. He's got a giant head. He looks ridiculous in a helmet. And, uh, there is a little bit of touchdown equity there, so yes, if, if very the, nice things about you. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't catch them, but <laughs> I mean, I've said, I've said accurate things about him as well, so it's all, <laughs> it's, 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 it's all, it's all fair. But I mean, one of those things with that big head and that big body has he's somebody who Carson Wentz can't miss in the end zone when when he gets open. So there's a little bit of, like I said, touchdown equity, but very, very low priority play. If you were to tell me that that producer Tyler's being held hostage. And the only way that the bank robbers are, or the, the, the kidnappers are going to let him free is if I could accurately predict which tight end scores a touchdown. I would pick Mo Alley Cox, but at the same time, I'd say, sorry, Tyler, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah, we're hoping, hoping for you. I'll <laughs> hope to see you again producing the Friday show. Uh, defense, not a lot of people are going to be into the Jets DST for good reason. Projected for about four points, $13. Now, I don't know how many people want to play the Colts. It sort of depends on, on what you think of uh, the legend, Mike White, obviously. I do think, you know, if you're thinking season long, uh, Indy is, it's, I mean, it's a, a, a team that's going to be available to you out there in free agency. Probably a good one to stream just for one week. With regard to showdown contest, though, Projected for about nine and a half points, $21. It's not that I think the Indy DST is going to be bad. It's just $21 feels a little steep. It's very steep. When you consider they're more expensive than Jamison Crowder, Michael Carter, Michael Pittman is is cheaper than the Colts defense today. So it's, it's a lot of guys we've projected as higher scores that I just think are better plays. Now, with that said, if you want to make a line, if you want to make a couple lines, we do not include Mike White then I think it's okay to include the Colts defense. But at $21, their, land, their odds of being a great value play are not all that high. So uh, Colts at $21, low priority play. For somebody who plays cash games or single game slates, I wouldn't go ahead and play the Colts there. Once again, just something that for certain lineup constructions, if you're going with a Colts onslaught stack and then just making a point to leave Mike White out of those lineups, 
then I think the Colts defense could be sensible. And once again, we've only seen one game from Mike White. Is he, is he the second coming? Is he okay? Does he kind of suck? Who knows? I kind of tend to think he's probably going to kind of suck, but uh, Colts defense, the low priority play, not something that I recommend highly. So before we get out of here, if you're looking at that superstar trait, we've alluded to it, uh, that spot, you know, a few times here between Taylor, Wentz, Carter, Pittman. I mean, those are your big four. Those are going to be the popular guys. Who do you like best? It's got to be Jonathan Taylor just because of the game script. I think a lot of people will be thinking that way. The two most popular uh, superstar plays are likely going to be Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz. Taylor being number one, Wentz being two. Cash games, you certainly go with Taylor. And in tournaments, he's somebody I think to get the most exposure to. But if you're going to go, if you want to go a little bit more contrarian, I do not think many people are going to look to play Michael Carter in the superstar spot. We do him project with a 12.6% chance to land in the optimal lineup as the top scorer in the game. So uh, I think Michael Carter as a lower, as, as a, as a lesser played guy by the field is, is, is somebody who makes sense as a, as a contrarian option. If you're going chalk, Jonathan Taylor is a pretty easy choice. Time flies when you're having fun, or at least when you're talking about Jets, Colts, and Mo Ali Cox's <laughs> giant head. Oh, uh, yeah. Coming up next here on the Osmo YouTube channel, you will have uh, a bunch of stuff over the course of this day. Beginning in about five minutes, Jock Market NFL. It'll be uh, Aton and Eric along here for you for about a half hour. They'll be chatting at 4.30. You got a little uh, leaderboard live, uh, you know, Yahoo pre-show stuff going on, uh, talking obviously uh, some basketball for tonight, I believe. And then NBA deeper dive at five o'clock at six. You'll have NBA live before lock for an hour. Greg will be back for that with Eric seven 15 NFL showdown live before lock Lafayette, Alex and Ben. So there's a lot of good stuff. And what do the people need to know when they hear from you a little bit later on tonight? Uh, we're going to be covering the basketball slate later. We're going to be covering the football slate. Also, if you guys want to rewatch some of the stuff we had earlier in the day, we had an, an MMA strategy show, NHL strategy show. So like this video, but also subscribe to the YouTube channel. So you know when all those other shows are going live and you can find them easily. I'll be back with Eric in about 23 and a half hours. Looking ahead to all things Yahoo NFL for the Sunday main slate. Greg, like I said, I'll be back tonight. Tyler, who I don't think is held hostage, still seems to be okay as far as I can tell. He's our producer. He seems free. He's, he's I don't know what he's doing, but he's, he's here. He's alive, and we've given him food and water. Thanks to Greg. I'm Adam. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. See you guys.